You are listening to the Sunday Sauce Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 42 of the Sunday Sauce Podcast. Today is an extra special one today, Mr. Joey Coffee. Not only am I struggling from a night out on the town in Miami, but we have the Sunday Sauce podcast playoff pick'em champion from the NFL playoffs, Mr. Marshall Salem, joining us on the show today. Marsh Cat, what is it? Thanks so much, guys. Um, I must preface this with probably the, the worst guest you've ever had. Uh, very, um, you know, super normal. I just happened to pick the right teams in the in the playoff Perfect. pick them. Super random. I didn't even look. I woke up and I was like, oh, crap. I need to make my picks. And then I just picked. So, <laughs> um, not much skill behind there, but uh, I'm hyped to be on. This is going to be awesome. I must say, this is not my first time on a podcast. Um, there we go. I was on a, uh, a little sales podcast back in the summer. So I wish this was my first because this is definitely way cooler. Um, to be on here. So, thanks, guys. Kids of vet. Vet. He's podcasting the Q3 closing numbers back then. Yeah. <laughs> did not pop my um, podcast cherry today, unfortunately. Wish it did. But in other cool. news, uh, hey, Rach, how you feeling back there? Don't ask. Mind your business. <laughs> we had a uh, wonderful dinner with uh, the boss, the boss man, A-Rod, last night. And we'll just leave it at the fact that it, w- it was late night and um, drank a lot of waters. So I'm going to do my best this morning to be as professional as we always are, Joey. Right. Now imagine, all right. So imagine if Marshall didn't win and Burge won and you had to deal with Burge being this hungover. <laughs> if Marshall, you don't, you're not going to understand this. You don't know this, this kid that was about to win. It was you and him, my former roommate in college. If Kevin Burge won the playoff pick up, which Marshall, I literally owe you like, a, for winning this, I did not want him on. If he came on today, I, I would have 100% canceled this podcast today by by the way that i'm feeling right now if he's listening um, to this is he like Burge, i love, I, I, love oh. Burge. I love you i'm sorry yeah like <laughs> frankie frankie's the bully it. yeah it's him and, and i have a mean very it. very the most unique relationship you could possibly have with another human him and i have and i can't really explain how he is who he is but um i just want to thank you for winning because it's you're saving a lot of insanity in my brain right now. Well, you're welcome. Nothing special. Outside of you saying you would wake up and just make your picks or forget you to make your picks. Walk us through mindset of picking the box to win the Super Bowl, what you did, right? And just all their picks in general. Like, because that's impressive to go, would you, I think in the pod you went, I mean, the record was like what, twelve and three or something like that, thirteen and three, I believe it was. Something crazy, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm went in the same method as I do with betting sometimes. So, it's either your heart or your head. The team you want to win, the team you think you is going to win. So, 
in this, I woke, I just woke up and picked the team I want to win every time. Like, wasn't really thinking too much, didn't look at the injuries, didn't look at what trends were like. Um, just woke up and like, you know what? I'm feeling the Chiefs today. You know what? Feeling the Packers today. So, uh, but the Bucks specifically, um, I want I wanted to go for the better storyline, in my opinion. Like having That's the fair. first time a home team in the Super Bowl. Uh, Brady obviously winning his seventh. I don't hate Brady. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I don't hate Brady at all. Um, you can't hate Brady because your team beat Brady in the Super Bowl, oh, so yeah. you can I love Brady as much as you want. <laughs> That's him. so true. I'm a Birds fan, and I was we got our kill shot. Yeah, that was. If we lost, then you know all bets are off. Um, F Brady, F the Pats for for as long as I live. But um, the better storyline was definitely the the Bucks, in my opinion. Um, Chiefs and Patty, they, they'll get their chance again. They'll be back. But Brady, I don't know, might be his last. See, I was trying to do that. I was trying to think storylines. Like I, I could think of like a really good. Like I was trying to envision like the Monday after. Like okay, what's gonna be in the news? What's gonna be all over Sports Center? I, I saw it both ways. I'm like, I don't know like what is going to happen. I, I can see like, obviously what happened with Brady. We, we all obviously just watched what happened with him celebrating, but I could let a picture like Kelsey, like dancing with the, with the Lombardi, like Mahomes, like taking down Brady. Now, like he's the, like the official goat in the NFL, like for like current standards. Like I saw it both ways. I couldn't, I couldn't envision. I just leaned chiefs and they just, they laid an egg. The biggest. We literally talked seen. about it last week, Joe. We talked about both narratives, like on both sides of the coin. I saw both. I could. I literally. I couldn't. Yeah. Like, I couldn't favor one more. I'm like. I can see both these teams winning. I, I can literally see all the headlines, all the sports center like stuff. I can literally picture it for both teams. I couldn't. I couldn't decide. And I love. I picked, I picked wrong. And I loved uh, seeing Brady just let loose, <laughs> throwing Dude. a trophy like a like throwing a, the Lombardi potato. trophy. That is insane. Do you remember I when- give a quick shout out to my old roommate, Zach Lattimore, back at Q's, who now works with Tom Brady. And he was the one recording, he was the one recording that video behind Tom when he was throwing the Lombardi. Lattimore was on the boat. Oh, Lattimore was dude, yeah. And then Brady are, are tight, dude. It's sick. Uh, it's it's really cool. He was wow. there, he, he went to the whole thing. He's been with Tom the whole time. I think it's been it's been a few years now. Um they have been down been down in Tampa all year grinding. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It was sick. Wait, so he was the one with the recording of the view was, behind he him? He was recording Brady throwing the Lombardi to Gronk. He was on well, but, the boat. You know that yeah. view? There was like a bunch of different camera angles and the one that the came one out. Be- the, one behind, the one behind Brady. That was that was Lattimore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was sick. I mean, that's like the most viral was video. A, was raging on the I, was, right I, was, now. I was jealous. It, was, it looked incredibly fun they're so it was it was sick they're so comfortable with that lombardi trophy remember when gronk was swinging it like a baseball bat and like oh yeah dude uh, <laughs> i want to know how heavy that thing is to throw like, that it's got by 25 throw that, pounds, like, probably, probably 20, boat, boat. i would call it a solid 25 pounds i would imagine you think brady threw like a toothpick 20 like 20 yards oh yeah it's tom brady I'm not I made it look easy. But also when you have if you have six more back at home. I think you're crazy. I think you're fine throwing one into the into the water. Like, yeah, hey, I'll lose one. Oh, he did not think twice. Gronk would Gronk would have dove in. hundred percent. He would dove in if they, if he dropped it. That'd be hilarious. Just about it. He would have scuba dive. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, and playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny getting his. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get in the NFL. We'll get in the NFL. We'll, the let's do it. Let's just do it now. Who cares? You want to do it? We're already ha- we're already halfway we're already halfway through it. I'm mind blown. Hold on, we're getting coffee right now. Yeah, today's the scrambled egg show. We're going off the grid. Oh. Get out of here. <laughs> Marsh K, I told you that this show is completely like throw coming at the wall and it sticks. So middle of the show right now, I'm in delivered coffee. Also, my shirt is on inside out and backwards. Yeah, we don't care. Get out of here. Frank, you drank her under the table. Go back to your lair. <laughs> Oh, we, can cut, we can cut her out of the show because she gets us left listening. All right. She loves the attention. Shutting up. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna do this, Joe. We're gonna we are gonna blow off our normal our normal schedule and we're gonna go in the NFL. Well, yeah, we're we're already halfway through it. Might as well. Yeah. Um playoff Lenny. Go ahead, Marsh. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say when he was on uh pardon my take uh the other day, it was he hated the Lenny name, and now it's fully embraced. Like, you gotta know. It's part of him now. He, I have not seen a human run the ball as hard as he ran the ball in, in the playoffs. Like, that's how good he was. I, 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 I never understood what happened to him because LSU, absolute freak show. Mm-hmm. Rookie year, absolute freak show. Then two years with the Jags, he was, he stunk. And like, his, I mean, his yeah. numbers actually. His numbers, he got, I think he got a lot of like kind of unjust heat. His numbers weren't like that bad, but compared to what he had done at LSU in his rookie year, they were obviously down. Um, but again, it was the Jags when they were when they were garbage. But I don't know. Yeah, he, he, just, he, he definitely was not running that hard. No, I think dude, sometimes getting just getting a new new team makes No, I, just, I agree. Yeah, like, that's fair. That's fair. Reloved the game again. Yeah, he was playing his balls off, dude. Bro, when he when he hit that spin move against the Packers, that yeah. was so sick. <laughs> I'm still crying from that. From that, that was, such, that was such a sick run. It was like the Braxton Miller spin move. That was good. Was I don't good. know. I was the same. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. The Bucks are the Bucks can do it again next year. I think their the defense is that defense is real, and they're they, uh, and they're relatively the young. whole team is real. Like I know. The, like. You the the names they have on the defense. I was saying this watching the game. I was like, growing up, you typically knew like when you're a kid, you pay attention to every aspect of, of the NFL, right? You know, like from the offensive linemen to like the third string corner. As soon as you have so much time on your hands as a kid to like pay attention to that. The Bucks had so many like name brand players on their defense specifically that I was like, Oh my god, I feel like I'm a kid again, like watching this team full of just absolute studs. And they they have the same type of thing they like they had so many weapons on both sides of the football that it it makes sense that they made the run after the bye week and did not lose a single game after being what seven and five or whatever it was they did not lose another game for the past seven to eight weeks whatever how many ever games it was like it make it makes sense though like the talent and the names they had sometimes you can call up in the names and they're overrated but like they had it's just amazing that they had the amount of people they had and were able to put it together. Cause that, that's a, that's a crazy thing to do to bring all these different personalities, all these different veterans and then mesh it all together and then go ahead and win a championship. But that's just what Tom Brady does, I guess. It's part Whatever of the, the hell you want. 
part of their like legacy, like um, yeah. what I was saying before. And the fact that they would put it all together, like Frank was talking about, like, but I think a lot of them were on one year deals, right? Like, mm-hmm. do they bring everyone yeah. back? Do those guys say, hey, I got mine. Like, let me get my money now and sign a longer term deal with another team. We'll see. But I think if they're talking to Brady, they want another one. Like, Brady's going to stay. He's going to try to do it. He's going to convince them, man. He's going to sit them down. Say, we're winning yeah. next year, too. Like, why do you want to leave? I mean, clearly yeah, well, he still, had, he still Evans, has juice. Yeah, I think Mike Evans already came out and said he would take a pay cut. Like, he said he, was, he said he would take him one. That's a Bruce. It was Bruce Arians came out and said he was, before this year started. And Mike Evans like was like told him like, hey, like get whoever you want. It's like I'll take I'll take half my, half my salary to win a ring. Like he's a, he's a stud. Um, Unbelievable. But I mean, they, they they by far have the best front seven in football. I mean, their linebackers are absolutely ridiculous. They have the four best linebackers like unit in football. It's not even close. I don't think it's scary. It's not it's even close. Scary. Like it's it's nuts. And they they just I don't know. They somehow they're the those are the that's how you if you're a good defense you can somehow apply pressure without sacrificing coverage because they they're always in the quarterback's face. But somehow the guys are still being covered down the field which is an anomaly mm-hmm. in football because most teams who like blitz or get a lot of pressure their their secondary sucks but i don't know they're dude they're they're a great defense and tom obviously still he's i don't i mean i get i get how you can hate tom brady i'm not an idiot but i don't get how people are still just like i don't know if there's any if there's even one person out there in the world who doesn't think he's the best quarterback of all time that person's an absolute moron like he's he was he was the goat two rings ago yeah he could and have now, rode off into the sunset and now he's just gonna keep it going he has so many opportunities to like just end on top but he won't yeah dude he has more rings he, than any he literally franchise he's 50. ever he might pay least 50 he like, will he does I told, not you, look, I told you before he I'm looks less, like he's 25 but he's like I told you last week frank if you if he I told you, so I said, if he, if he won, if he won that game and he won it, yo, he might just never stop playing. I think that gave him the confidence. Like, yo, I can, I can do this until I'm literally dead. If I want to, you know how LeBron, um, the whole narrative and the rumors of him wanting to play with his son. What if Brady is just going to keep playing and eventually his son, <laughs> like his, son, his son's what? Like, like 14, 15. I mean, like five, six years kid might, might make the league. <laughs> no, man, that, that would be it'd be wild. 48, 49, pushing. I mean, might as well play 50 at this point. You win a ring at 43, you might as well play at 50. I think that's the math. That's fair math, right? Add another seven years to it. Good math. I mean, dude, I mean, he showed no signs that he couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still my model. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But we'll we'll rewind back to the victory lap because we'll continue to get in the NFL and the Big Four breakdown. Um, Joe, I liked this segment that we did um, a week or two ago when GameStop popped up. We saw stocks. I think it's fun to talk about oh, this. I, ba- I, Marshall, bailed. I bailed them. I bailed in all mine. I bailed. <laughs> you bailed. You bailed. Wait, you no, bailed. Yeah. Cut your lo- did you cut your losses? Just, yeah, I'm done. Gave up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what happened to, to the moon, man? No, I still have my, I have my, like, the ones that my long-term stocks, all those like stupid ones. I'm like, I, I go, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I was getting, I was getting gunned on all of them. Yeah. Late, late to the party. The reason I wanted to, to bring it up is because Marshall 
savvy investor himself. So I like this saw stocks segment, even if it's just bullshit. It's just fun to talk about. So Marsh, wanted to see if you had any uh, any positions that you'd like to speak about over the past week or even over the past year that you've uh, that you feel comfortable sharing that uh, you have confidence in. As a non-financial advisor, please connect with your advisor before you <laughs> make any moves on spending money on stocks. But Marshall again, savvy investor, so tell us what uh, tell us what your thoughts are. Well, it's funny. Um, again, just like the playoff pick'em. I don't really know what I'm doing, but it's mm-hmm. fun to just kind of throw a couple bucks around. You know, I might be thinking about the uh, marijuana stocks. I know Sundial had a big run um, last couple yeah. of days. That was fun. Wasn't a part of it. Like Joey kind of sat on the sidelines. Uh, I think it's more fun to just go on the Reddits, the Reddit um, streams, Wall Street bets, whatever it is, and just see these guys just pumping up these stocks for fun. Like mm-hmm. pumping just convincing the public like power of people man i think it's more cool than anything that is happening right now um but i'm all in on space and marijuana space man we're going to the moon like legitimately the moon literally (laughs) (laughs) literally and figuratively yeah no i love i love the ideology behind the reddit stocks i just i don't for some reason me and them just don't click i didn't make any money off them but hey you win some you lose some um, but yeah, I bailed, man. Dogecoin. I was getting, I was getting railed on Dogecoin. Uh, what else did I buy? <laughs> my brother, my brother was pumping you up on Dogecoin. Oh, Nick, Nick, Nick got me so bad. He, he was jazzing me up. When I, when I, um, so before flying to Miami, I flew to Rochester, so I drove home to drop Vito off in Rochester, and my brother, literally, while he is studying for his commercial real estate license in his room has a his separate iPad screen on his desk in his room. And I walk in and it's literally just his Robinhood or whatever app he uses for, for his investment, I think it was Robinhood. And it just Dogecoin's, Do, Dogecoin's graph on his, on his <laughs> mind. He's yelling at it like it's a video game every couple minutes. Keep going, Dogecoin, keep going, keep going. Oh, damn, damn. Like I can hear him yelling in his room like at this, at this graph that he has no control over. It was hilarious. Uh, it's a, such a Nick move, but um, and he got Joey on that. He pumped Joey up on Dogecoin, and uh, Joey bought it and tanked a wee bit. But you know. I'm pretty sure I bought it at the ads. It's all time high, and then it went down <laughs> to like a cent. I'm like sick. I do have one might might be a. It's not a recommendation at all. Again, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. um, one coin, Stellar Lumen XLM, up like crazy. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it, but I like it and I think it has potential. So, it sounds like it sounds like that money. was uh <laughs> yeah. So anyone listening who has the app Coinbase, which yeah. the, I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Marsh, because that's one of the things that they offer for like free. Coinbase is this crypto investing app, and it allows you to watch um, like videos and like tutorials of what these different cryptos are, so you can learn about the crypto market in certain crypto positions and they offer you a, a dollar or two per video you watch they limit you on it but they offer you a dollar or two on each video you watch to then invest in in certain cryptos and um xlm stellar Lumens was one of the ones that it sent over like yeah. for free there so uh, shout, shout out cole zimba on that 
um, your roommate, Marshall, he's the one who sent me over the Coinbase app a couple a couple months ago. Yeah, shout out Cole. He, he had turned us on to it. You get a couple free uh, coins when you start, and they're all the rage right now. So, like, they're they are up a little bit. And the one thing that I was reading last night, it's called BAT. It pays like individuals to watch ads to realign the 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 strategy behind companies and individuals. Because as us, like, I don't really want to watch ads. I'm like skip, 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 skip mm-hmm. every time. But companies want you to sit there and watch it. So mm-hmm. this thing called BAT wants you to. It pays you in coins, I don't know, to watch the ad. So now you want to watch the ad and they want you to watch the ad. So it's interesting. It's all interesting. Future. Crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's here. I, I believe it's here to stay. Um, I mean, you obviously saw Tesla invested lifetime times a lifetime times a million worth of money in, in Bitcoin. The other companies are following suit. Like it's, it's here. Cryptos are here. That's crazy. I know it's been all, it's always been so much speculation. But Bitcoin came out well, like 2012, 2013 is when it first like popped. But a whole almost decade since then, it's finally start like starting to catch. So it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, keeping the keeping the real rolling though, we have to do an RIP Joey to to Pedro Gomez. Yeah, that was, that was that was insane. That was wild. Very that's sudden. like our that's another anchor from our childhood. Just an unbelievable dude. He was on great. ESPN. I can hear his voice in my head, like on so many different segments, so many different like interviews he would do, storylines, almost like the outside the lines with like Bob Lee, like Pedro Gomez was our like interview guy. Who just awesome at it and covered covered sports so well. I couldn't have. I like literally stared at my phone for five minutes when it said that he passed away. I, I thought it was fake. I thought it was like a glitch on my phone. Yeah, it was very sad. He's an, yeah, he's awesome, awesome baseball reporter. Um, yeah, yeah, he's one. He was again. He was he was part of the era where when SportsCenter was actually was actually good when ESPN actually put out good content. He was part of that whole era. Um, and yeah, it was yeah very very sad to see it go, see him go. Marsh, I don't know. I'm, I I know you listen to us, but in the past we have, speaking of ESPN when they were good, we we shit on a lot for their random Instagram posts that they do that just like aren't funny or aren't cool, and that are just very like mainstream from like a decade ago. And Joey sent one to our group chat the other day. Which is funny because we roast the Sports Center or ESPN's Instagram, and I was like, "Wow, this is like their best one they posted in like literally five years." <laughs> they always like these most they're, random. They're bad at everything. Outside, like like Scott Van Pelt is obviously the chalk. Pick. Like yeah, yeah, Scott Van yeah. Pelt's really cool. He's a good guy. Good good personality they have. Like outside of that, dude, like Stephen A. So played out. Max Kellerman is so played. But, but that show no, that show is that show is terrible. That show is pause bad. on Stephen A. Stephen A because he has that new the show. baby thing. The baby things. Baby Dude, Stephen no, A is hilarious. I love that. You can't hate on Stephen, Stephen, a, is Stephen a. So, Stephen a is so played out, dude. He just that show is unwatchable now. I don't know. It, I mean, I don't I don't even watch the Scott Van Pelt show. It's on like one in the morning. I don't watch it, which is yeah, the, the dumbest, the dumbest thing in the world. Like your best personality. Yeah, it's, throw them on at midnight every night. It's like, okay. 
ESPN, ESPN's bad. If they, again, well, the sec- if they ever were to lose, which they won't, if they were to ever lose a, a lose a TV deal, sports games, they will go, they will go bankrupt in the blink of an eye, because nobody watches sports anymore. No one watches first first take when it actually airs on TV. It's all like YouTube clips. Like it's all, it's all you, you watch ESPN after they put like the stuff out. Like no, no one watches those shows live anymore. So well, if they were to ever lose the sports deals, like the TV deals. Which again, they're backed by Disney, so they won't. They're not um, going to, because he does use ESPN Plus. How big that is? I'm just saying, if they ever were to, for some reason, they'd be bankrupt, and literally like before you knew it. Joey, what are your thoughts on uh, Dan Orlovsky as a as a Philly guy? Because I know he came onto the scene with all his like Wentz love, and yeah, I, I know a lot of people do like him a lot, and he he's, came hit, he's hit or miss with me. Really. Yeah, he's kind of corny. <laughs> so corny. He knows he he knows his stuff, and I I think he he's good on TV, but like I don't know, he just I like the, like when when those guys on from, from ESPN go on to like a McAfee show or like a like a part of my take when when they're when they're outside the ESPN bubble, they're so much more entertaining because ESPN is so like like clean, cut and dry. Like when when they when like I'm trying to think of someone like uh, like when Orlovsky goes on like Pat McAfee's show, he's like he's hilarious. Like he's he can, like let loose and like be and be himself more so. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys that, that like venture out. Scott Van Pelt, one part of my take, like is all he's hilarious. Like the, I don't know, I feel like they're just outside the ESPN bubble. They're they can just be more free and they're way more entertaining. Which why I don't I get I get that they're getting paid a shit ton of money, but like if a guy like SVP would go up like go by himself and do it just make his own podcast i think it'll be 10 times more entertaining than what he what he does on espn the best example for me is joe buck on part of my take sometimes like i hated joe buck and then like you know i started to get to know him like outside of just Mm -hmm. on tv and you know his real side comes out it feels like it feels like i know him more um when uh shafter is a good one like shafter's so he's so boring on espn when he goes on like pat mac if you show a part of my take like he's like he's actually funny like he's an actual cool dude like these guys like they're put into like this little bubble of the ESPN. Like, okay, like you guys can't say any bad words. Uh, you have to be nice and like just you know, just, like read the prompt and that's it. Like that's that's not like that's how TV. That's how it was in like the '80s. That's not how, that's not how TV is anymore. It's just it's lame now. I think I don't know. TV's headlines and attention grabbers and yeah. things to get like a reaction out of people. And unfortunately, like that brings out like the people like us who like look at like actually want to watch good content and like real personality and unfortunately like the Stephen A's of the world he might have like started this whole thing with being like very animated and very strong yelling and then people like to watch that so yeah I get that he can be entertaining I just think like I just his shtick to me is just is just so overplayed just like overreact to the smallest bit of news and like freak out it's like okay we get it like yeah it's kind of funny but he does it every single day like, uh, I don't I don't care anymore. <laughs> He's light years better than Skip, though. I'll give him that. Well, that show is Shannon Sharp is absolutely hilarious, but that show is all that 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 show is way worse than first take. Well, Skip, Skip just literally says things that just don't make like Skip Bayless sense. blatantly with without without just telling the audience like, hey, I get I get paid to say stupid shit. Yeah. That his his job you imagine getting paid really to get paid to just t- like say bad takes. That is his job. Yeah. Like LeBron James will shoot like 15 of 16 from the field, score 40 points, whatever. 
and like, oh, well, that that one shot he missed, how, how could he ever miss that shot? Like, he's the worst player of all time. Like, just he's just <laughs> Skip Bayless is the biggest clown on TV. And any, any realm, he's just he's a he's an asshole. He is I hate Skip Bayless so much. I think they blatantly contradict themselves because they want to oh, get yeah. the, the argument. Yeah. Basically, an argument gotta, back and forth. Gotta get the clicks. He literally, he literally, his paycheck requires him to get on TV and just say stupid shit. That's all he does. Which, hey, if that was us, Joe? Oh, uh, yeah, I would do it in, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would sell out <laughs> so fast. I wouldn't care at all. I'm not knocking him for that. I'm just saying it's annoying. <laughs> oh, I would be, bro, if someone's like, okay, you want to go on TV and just argue for the sake of arguing? Like, yeah, I don't care. I'll say anything next podcast do a segment of just like yelling at each other yeah the most yeah absurd. find the most controversial things we can find and just yell at each other uh one more piece of news though before you do get into the big four breakdown we have chris beard i don't know if you guys saw the, the coach for texas Tech. yeah uh, who men loops had a bobby knight-esque blow up in the loss against he threw, he threw, a, he threw a tantrum it was hilarious yeah so he's he's known for being a very under control coach i read an article that said they've only had since he started a long time ago as the coach only have had three technical follows as a team since he started so like he's not like a person who blows up and he lost his mind it was an amazing amazing rant that he went on against the refs he sat down on the court to like ex- like the act out what happened randomly in the middle of yelling mm-hmm. he like fist bumped fist bumped um huggins yeah <laughs> as he got ejected who's also like uh, the, the, the like the king of freakouts as is as huggy bear and he yeah, like, goes over fist, fist bumps him that was yeah. great so great unbelievable. i mean you i love to see it like the emotion love a good, love a good freak out he doesn't like when, when someone who doesn't do that does that that's how you know how passionate that guy is. Like some people do it just for the shit. Like I feel like some coaches are just like over the top naturally for, for a little, not for the best reasons. This dude's a great coach and to, to like see how passionate, I mean, sure. You can My go over hurts. a lot of coaches. <laughs> <laughs> you can go over a lot of coaches that. Oh, we're five and 12. Yeah. My back, my back. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I just thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. And it was great. When I he mean, sat, when he college, sat down I, mean, I don't blame him. Yeah. College basketball can be, can be a tough watch. Sometimes they call they foul be. every single yeah. play. They call foul almost every single play. I think, I think, I think bas- basketball refs in my mind, I always just like, I don't understand some of the calls they make just out of nowhere. Yeah. I know where. Especially when the ref on the other side of the court like makes a call, like yeah, without yeah. even seeing the play. Like I swear to God, he's looking, yeah. and then he just calls a foul because who knows why? And then everyone's like, "Wait, why did you make that call? This guy's standing right here, and he didn't see anything." And then yeah, all the, the calls that come in like five <laughs> seconds late, like yep. the ball's already in the hoop and they're inbounding the other way, and all of a sudden whistle. Like, <laughs> what, did I, what, did I, what did I just miss? <laughs> And then the ref and then the commentators are like, well, that was clearly after the play. Like they just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Big four breakdown time. That was probably the longest victory lap we ever did, Joe. So welcome. Welcome Marsh for setting a record of longest victory lap of all time. Obviously 
I mean, if, if anyone is the first time listener here, we typically used to do interviews with our main shows, but our interview was on Thursday. Now we're doing interviews on Thursday. We usually did a victory lap, then we would do our interview and the big four breakdown. Now we are just going to big four breakdown with the two separate shows we had. By the way, if you haven't listened to the interview with Josh Wetzel, the Rochester Red Wings and UB men's basketball broadcaster, go back, pause the show right now, go back, listen to that one, and then come back and hit play on this one. So he has an amazing voice. He was kind enough to do a new intro for the sauce pod boys. Um, I was super nervous to ask this at the end. Of the, I was literally, I, I shot Joey a text in an <laughs> interview with Josh. Like, yeah, should I ask him if like, he can say you are now listening to the Sunday sauce podcast. And Joe goes, Ellen Mayo. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I know I'm, just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. You don't know. You don't get it. Which you don't ask for. So I did it. But, Anyway, back to the fact that we don't have interviews on Sundays anymore. Big four breakdown. We're going to kick it off with the NFL. Another rest in peace. I, I, when I see this every single week, it feels like how I cannot believe how many athletes, how many former coaches, how many people in sports media, how many important people in sports have been passing away over the past year. But Marty Schottenheimer passed away at 77 years old, which I did not realize he was that old from Alzheimer's. And he was another sports figure in our childhood and even even before our childhood um they talk about like his the glasses i remember the glasses he used to wear and the the jacket he always used to wear like you remember that that man for for who he was as a coach as a person and just like the way to dress on game day too and that goes a long way when you can remember someone like that especially when we were kids like we had no reason to know him but like we did from watching so Wanted to pay him his respects in that regard. I don't know if you guys have any other words on him, but wanted to make sure that was the uh, that was the kickoff of the Big Four breakdown. No, but I will say, did you see what the Washington Post made their headline when he passed away? No. It was Mar- Marty Schottenheimer, NFL coach, whose teams often faltered in the postseason, dies. It's like, Dan, you got to dig the guy as he's going out? Yeah, what, that's – Messed up. It was terrible. I was like, damn, that is bad. <laughs> Had to get their last shot in. That's like, Jesus. The guy came the guy came and come back to you now. You're gonna you're gonna try and dig him. That was a wild move. His team's faltering in his playoffs to have less than zero to do him passing in his life. Like that's, that's unbelievable. It was, it was a wild, wild move. That would just throw it out there in case someone didn't see it. So I saw that, I was like, damn. That's weird. <laughs> Shot. RIP. We'll uh, move on to maybe some more sad news if you're if you're a fan of the Pouncy Brothers, but they're retiring. I don't think anyone's going to care that much. <laughs> I mean, I know Big Ben cares because he now has one less stud on his team. Big Ben should retire. Think so? I think it's time. You, did did, you, did you watch him, boy? I watched him choke. Watch him limp around. Yeah. Watch the whole team choke. <laughs> um, we already went. We already went through the Super Bowl review. It's cool. Uh, the in, in coaching news, the Bears hire Packers D coordinator Mike Patton. Recently let go from the Pack. It's an interesting hire. Well, six months ago, 
maybe he can maybe he can figure out how to stop Aaron Rodgers because like of all teams, Rodgers has literally buried the Bears over his career. Like it's actually like exponential compared to other teams how well he plays against the Bears. So maybe Patton thinks he can stop Aaron. But hey, Mike, maybe not call all cover one defense on the last play of halftime. Mm-hmm. NFC Championship game. Salty. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. No. Probably the biggest news of the of the NFL week, though, outside of all the Super Bowl stuff, all the Tom Brady throwing a Lombardi trophy, yada, yada, yada. Outside of all the quarterback talk that's coming, next up would be J.J. Watt being released by the Houston Texans. That's big news. Um, teams across the league are hitting him up. I saw Stefan Diggs come out like, hear me out, like, come to Buffalo, come win with us. There's other teams wanting them. There's Steelers rumors. Go play with TJ, which would be a scary yeah, Derek, thing to think about. But... Oh, yeah, Derek, yeah. But I don't know your guys' thoughts. Wherever he goes, it obviously makes defensive line instantly better. Otherwise, if he's an A better, I think he's a lot of talent left, as you can see, and he makes – the locker room better probably makes the team better, makes the defense better, and just ups the level of play when you have someone at that caliber coming to your locker room and people can follow him. So, yeah, love to hear your guys' take on where you think he's going and why. What is he? Uh, thirty-one years old. He's thirty-one. Yeah. I mean, he still has a couple of years left. I know he had some injuries over the past like three years, but I think last year he played all, or this past year, played all 16 games, I want to say. And he had a really good year. Like, he crushed it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was his, like, MVP caliber season. But, I mean, he's obviously a stud. Like, every team that's going to get him is going to instantly have a better defensive line. And he's just a good dude. Like, mm-hmm. his, like, apologies seem very sincere. and uh, Or not apology. His, like, him leaving the, yeah. the Texans on his, his Instagram. Um, I think he went live or at least created a video. He's the man. I think any team that gets him is going to be, they're going to pay him too. See, I think on the, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's gonna get a big deal. Yeah, I think that, that was the biggest thing I was gonna bring up too. Speaking of pay, I, go ahead, Joe. But um, I really the, think because there was speculation he might retire before this year happened. I think, I think he's gonna sign with Pittsburgh. One year deal, good, good chunk of change. Big Ben's also probably his last year. I think Pittsburgh's going to try and go for it one last time because I'm pretty sure – I think Bud Dupree is a free agent, I think. So if they lose him, they're going to have to put Watt, both Watts on the edge to replace Dupree, uh, Bud Dupree. And I think I think Watt goes for his sunset ride to Pittsburgh, plays with both his brothers, last chance to win a ring. I think he, I think he, I think he calls it quits after this year when he's, if, if he signs with Pittsburgh. You're I calling think. retirement. You're coming after this year. He, the, wow. he almost. I'm pretty sure he almost did it this year. Like, was, I'm pretty sure he was talking about. Probably, not probably, I mean, he's year. he's been injured quite a bit. Yeah, like, I, 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 I think he's. Gonna, how... I think he's gonna do with one. He's gonna get a one year deal, like you know, fifteen, twenty million dollars, whatever it is. Play with both Derek and TJ. Try and win a ring in Pittsburgh, and if not, I think he's done. I like that. Talk about storyline. That would be. A I, great think story I think he's. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it would be. It would be insane. Win one with your brothers. Because if, if, if Big Ben comes back, which I mean, at this point, I think he is, next year has to be Big Ben's last year. He, if he doesn't win anything next year, if, if they don't make it a, like a decent playoff run next year, 
he has to retire. Is his contract though? Big Ben, I don't know. Dude, he dude, he this is his last year, I'm telling you. He the way that this year, like this current season ended was laughable how bad he yeah, played. And if he if he does that again this next season, like they're gonna be either be like, we're gonna cut you or you're gonna go out in glory and retire. So like, you better do that. Before like, Alex be, Smith came not back not be embarrassed though. by us. Before Alex Smith came back, though, Big Bad was definitely the front runner for comeback player of the year. Like he was playing decent early on, and they just forgot how to run the football. Their scheme just got figured out. I don't know. I don't know. I just think I just think this like, how can it not be their last straw with with him? Like, okay, we had you for forever. It's like, yes, you were you're a Hall of Famer. We love you, but like, dude, you're old and fat now. What do you want us to do? Like, we got we got we got to get somebody else. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a weird day when he's gone. I don't, I don't know where I think he's going, JJ. Back to JJ, but um, it's going to be interesting for sure. A lot of, lot of teams, a lot of guys, a lot of teams right now are, are struggling to keep guys. You had Russ come out, his team, or his camp team, whatever you're going to call it, said that they're not happy with how he's been protected over his career from offensive line standpoint. A lot of players are coming out lately just talking about how unhappy they are and whatnot. So I don't, it's, it's an interesting time in the NFL. Off the, the, the golf season after the Super Bowl is always like the best time because like you hear so much crap come out from so many different players, so many different teams. Like it's almost like the Super Bowl, like, yeah, it happens. It's the biggest event in American sports world. But once it's over, like flip the switch and it's completely like, okay, off season mode, what's what's going on next season? Like who's moving where? What team is doing this? Like it's a very interesting time. Fresh out of the Super Bowl. A lot of emotions are high. I think I saw something that said uh, Seattle has spent the least on their offensive line, like the last in the NFL mm. over the past That's uh, since they got Russell Wilson or something like that. Um, That's very know, interesting. They've spent the least. They haven't even invested in it. If I'm him, that's kind of a slap in the face. I would want yeah. to be protected. So I don't blame him. I don't think, I don't think he's going to leave. <laughs> I think that was him. It be like, yo, like yeah. just sign someone. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this is a random thing that popped in my head, though, but, like, he is a, maybe one of the – it seems like, anyway, like, versatile quarterbacks in terms of, like, getting out of the pocket. So, like, for a player like that, like, because he's short, right? He's not, like, your typical 6'4", dude. He can see over the line, make throws in the pocket. Like, he's he rolls out a lot, makes great throws on the run. Does he need, like, that great of an O-line because of the way he plays? Like, he's not your typical sit-in-the-quarterback, sit-in-the-pocket quarterback. He roll, he makes throws on the run. They scheme around him throwing on the run, play action. So, like, I get that he's pissed off about being hurried so much over his career or sacked or something, having a great offensive line. But also, like, you're not a dude who just sits in the pocket who needs the best offensive line anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's been – I think any, any QB is going to want a good line. Right. Also, like, as he gets older, as he gets older, he's going to need yeah, – Right. I'm just saying, like, he, I, I would understand tenfold if he was your your prototypical old school, can't move out of the pocket quarterback who just gets sacked, like like the Eli Manning type thing. But I don't know. Especially after you see the whole, um, like, Carson Wentz during the season, uh, Patrick yeah. Holmes during the Super Bowl just being hurried nonstop and not being able mm-hmm. to – you know, make us yeah, perfect, perfect time to start shitting on offensive line. Poor, exactly. poor offensive line, man. They get they mm-hmm. get no love already, and now they're just getting roasted. <laughs> Good timing. We'll, we'll kick it over to the MLB though. We got some news coming out on this season happening. The rules, 
pretty much staying the same from last year. They're going to keep a seven inning DH. That extra inning runner, extra inning runner rule, excuse me, is interesting. They're keeping that. For those of you who don't watch baseball, maybe didn't realize they last year in the pandemic shortened season they did a thing in the extra innings where as soon as the tenth inning hits, whatever team is hitting gets to put a runner on second base immediately, and they're keeping that rule. So the DH is that's for double headers, right? Oh, okay, never mind. Seven innings double headers. Never mind. I thought you were talking oh, about you the actual I- DH. Oh, in the notes, yeah. So because they've double headers. Yeah, yeah they've they the vetoed the DH, which is the dumbest yeah, thing. Is- Baseball I can't. We done. can't get. That. We can talk about that for an entire hour. No, I know. So, I'm just saying. It's, yeah. You no, know we all want the DH on both sides of the both sides of the league. But the runner rule is interesting. Like I, I didn't think that was going to stay to have an extra inning. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously we'll see more of it now with the bigger sample size. Um, I think we'll get a true test this year because last year was just like, hey, let's just try a bunch of different shit and see what sticks. Um, but this year, I don't know. I don't mind that rule. I think it makes it, it – it's a great – it's great for the fans. Stinks for the teams, the teams playing defense. You're already screwed. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much it impacts the season. Yeah. Like, if it starts like we're, like, teams who, like, shouldn't be winning games are winning games off of this rule, like, okay, probably I got to get, get rid of it. But I think it's awesome for fans. If you're a casual fan, it's like, oh, extra innings. Already guys going to score on a single. Let's do it. I hope I wish they um, came out and said the season was a hundred games instead. Cause I've no, all that's it, no. with like making the season shorter. I was actually talking yeah. to someone about this. Um, if the NBA season was as short relatively as the MLB was to Titsy, it was like 60 games versus 160. There would only be 30 NBA games, 30 mm-hmm. over the, in the whole season. So yeah. the fact that they did 60 games was just wild. Wow. Uh, yeah. We were saying last week, I think I think 101 games for the sake of not having anyone like tie with records, like 101 games would be the best season of baseball ever. You mean more? That's out like two of the two of the shittiest months of like it's always raining in April in May anyway, you know, like just make it a summer, make it a summer sport with the with the fall playoffs, like pretty awesome. They have to they really have to like cut off the record books and make a whole new obviously mm, statistical record book, but whatever this is what it is um in terms of like covid protocol for mlb if you get a positive test you're out 10 days so that's going to obviously affect uh, teams i'm sure like it's a couple series that you're out for but obviously with the game baseball you have a ton of games to make up for that but that's going to be definitely important for some teams um and then the last bit of news, uh, Ben Attendee, Andrew Ben Attendee from the Red Sox is now going to the Royals in the trade. Very random. Yeah, great for the yeah, great for the, great for the Yanks. Hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, I know he struggled the last year, year and a half. He hasn't been as quick, but like, is he's not like old, right? Like, I feel like he no, was there, 20, like 26. he was there next. He was there next Dustin Pedroia-esque player. Like, he's a baller. Last two years, he kind of stunk. And they're, I, they're just trying I guess to, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he played like crap the last two years. But I think that was definitely a move. Just like, okay, probably going to – like they were not going to have to pay him soon, I think. And they're like, all right, we're not going to pay this guy. So let's just dump him. 
Tough yeah, man, I, don't, I don't care. Good for the Yankees. I don't got to ever see him again. Yeah, no, he was a killer. Yeah, he was. He's a baller. Yeah. He was built for the short porch in the Bronx. He was. He would just hit little 320-foot dingers every every game in New York. Yeah. Shout out all my uh, little guys out there. He was – He was. <laughs> I was growing up, um, he was like what I wanted to be as a baseball player. Just played hard, swaggy. He was a beast. I, I love Pedroia. And I, I'm not a Red Sox fan by any means, but, like, he – he epitomized like playing the game hard, kind of like what Bryce Harper does now, just like balls to the wall every time, um, sliding head first whenever he gets the opportunity, um, going nuts in the dugout. Like, yeah, he was a beast. Benteni was literally like a, a perfect mesh of the next era of Pedroia. So that's why I was getting worried about him a couple years ago. He was a Yankee killer as well. But Marsh, you're speaking of Bryce Harper, you're a, uh, you're a Phillies fan. You're a Philly everything fan. You're a Philly, <laughs> Philly born and raised guy near there. Went to Udell, so down in that area. What are your thoughts on the, the Phillies this year? Um, low key, like we got a lot of things happen this offseason. Resigned JT, got DD back. Shout out Yankees. Dude, that, that, JT, <laughs> that JT sounding is huge. It's about damn time, man. I was getting nervous. Um, we're getting very nervous. Obviously, best catcher in baseball. Um, well worth the money, in my opinion. And the whole team wants him there. Um, yeah. I think he's a beast. Um, and looking like we got Brad Miller, too. We got some, like, very, like, under-the-radar pieces. Got some a few arms. Finally got rid of Jake Arrieta. That was absolutely <laughs> miserable. I am mm-hmm. I Trial and error. Trial and error. Oh, God. That was, that was miserable. Um, that might have been one of the worst signings. Like, I have – ever seen this team do he did absolutely nothing yeah yeah somebody had to pay him he was he was he was the guy to get back then and then he just he got old quick yeah hindsight for sure and now Mm -hmm. he's back to the cubs right might be honestly i don't don't even know maybe revitalize his career could happen but i like the phillies we are in a very tough division here joey they are tough division this year hate the braves i don't know I think we'll make some noise. Atlanta's a, Atlanta's a powerhouse. I mean, the Mets, I don't know. The Mets are the Mets. They're going to be, I don't know. They, they're going to have good pitching, but outside Lindor, the lineup does not scare me. Uh, yeah. I Miami it. showed some promise last year, but again, they'll, I mean, they're the team like last year. Again, we, me and Frank said it a million times. So the teams like that who, okay, yeah, they made the playoffs because the teams, the teams who are bad in, in baseball are always hot the first two months. And they just lose the next like 80 games in a row to close the year out. So I, I mean, we need to pump the brakes in the Marlins. I think they're going to come out yeah. hot again. But then come like post All Star break, they're going to be god awful. Yeah. So bad. There's, there's a lot of teams that like it's baseball going to be interesting because like you saw a glimpse of the teams last year and you your, your mind is maybe a little like falsely, falsely like viewed on certain teams because like, to your point, the Marlins were like, damn, like, they're excited to watch. They played well for 60 games, but, like, are they going to have the, the endurance to play 161 games of good baseball? So, that's very interesting. But, yeah, you guys are in a tough, tough division, up-and-coming division for sure, Marshcad. NFC East has not – or NFC East. <laughs> has not – or NL East. Oh, God, I'm, I'm shot. NL East has not been the – we'll say the, the mainstay the last – 
decade or so, but you have the Braves, one of the best teams in the league. You have the Phillies with a powerhouse offense. They can figure it out pitching-wise. You have the Mets coming up, like the Marlins coming up. Like this could be very easily the most exciting division in baseball to watch this year if, if things pan out. But yeah, Nats hanging around. Nats too, shit. Yeah, they can figure it out. But yeah. So um, moving over to the NBA, though. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I'm, I'm sure you had, but the Mavs haven't been playing the national anthem, which I, I did not realize. Yeah. I, 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 I read up on it. I didn't, I guess there was not, there's not much to read up on it, but like, I don't know why they weren't, but like, there's, a, I mean, there's a bad connotation with the national anthem and just African American history in the U.S. It's just, uh, they don't often mesh. I, I, I'm pretty sure Cuban was the one who decided to just not play it. I don't yeah. know. Like how the public's reacting. I, I didn't oh, see that oh, either. Probably That's... awfully. And again, it, it, it definitely is jarring because it's been an, a, a staple in sports for forever. Um, but if you're, if you, if you are for some reason, like oblivious to the fact of like the national anthem, like what it entails for like an African-American history, it's just like, they don't, I don't know. They don't always see eye to eye, and that's probably why they aren't playing it. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't realize it wasn't a thing. I guess it was very, very. I think it's been for like two weeks, but yeah, it's been. It's definitely jarring. Again, it's been around for our whole lives, everyone's whole life. Every sport game, they play the national anthem. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I will say, I will not be. I will not be shocked if more NBA teams start following suit. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah, very interesting. I don't know. Um, jazz, the Utah Jazz are balling. Like, can I? Can you use that term at this point? They're twenty-one and five. Like, can you say they're yeah, balling? They're, they're, they're first first place. In the NBA. <laughs> first are they overall. real? I don't are they know. real? No, not real. But not <laughs> yet. Not yet. There's no way they're. Re- there's no way it's real. No way. Despite also, it. I don't think it matters. The Western Conference, <laughs> for me personally, just doesn't matter because of LeBron there. So it's like, right, well, does the regular season matter? Yeah, go go ahead and be, go win 70 games in the regular season because you know LeBron's coming to the playoffs for you in a seven-game series and you're not winning. So, Speaking of the flat. GOAT, his last five games, Lakers' five-game win streak, my man's going off. 28-9-8. 25, 6, and 7, 28, 14, and 12, 33, 5, and 11, 27, 10, and 10. This guy's 36 years old. And he should win. He better win the MVP this year, which should be his, like, eighth MVP, but it won't be because the NBA is all politics with them, with their MVPs. <laughs> I mean, give the damn man a trophy. That's all I'm saying. So – he has enough, but he just just give him more, give him, give the guy what he earns. Like outside of Steph Curry's unanimous MVP season, LeBron James was the MVP every year in the NBA. And if you tell me I'm wrong, you're a moron. You're and now, wrong. And now since Brady won the, and I, did you see um, LeBron's tweet at Brady um, for the winning the Super Bowl and whatnot? Well, um, I wish now was you at our, at our parade or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's uh so now LeBron's definitely determined to go back to back this year. Like I could absolutely see him like seeing Brady win and be like, no, I'm the old man winning the trophy and, you know, take it personally as a motivation to win this year. 
could see it. I mean, talking about still having juice, he's almost – he's, like, getting better, which is terrifying. Like, D. Wade came out the other day and he's like, I was watching, like, back when we were playing for the Heat, I was watching, like, old game tape, and he was like, I think LeBron's better now than when we played in the Heat. And I was like, that is absolutely absurd. That that, that a guy like Wade, who's seen plenty of basketball, can, to come out and say that is, is wild. All right, we got the NHL. I mean, there's been COVID everywhere in the NHL. I don't even know what's going on. The, the bees are surging. No one cares about your Bruins that you magically like now. Mm-hmm. The penalty but kill, smart. number what two in the league. Number one in shot percentage. Number two in goal percentage. Look at these, look at these numbers. One, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, are you, what, are you a hockey stack guy now? Go bees. How'd that happen? <laughs> Why the bees? Always- Boston changed the kid. I moved to Boston. I hate the Red Sox. I hate the Celtics. I hate the Pats. I'm like, well, I got like, I got like one of these teams, and I don't really care about hockey, so I picked the Bruins. <laughs> I like that. That's fine. Fair. Front runner, big time. For Marsh and I, take Marsh it. and I. For those of you who don't know, listening, Marshall works with me with the Devs. One of the greatest sellers on planet Earth. Man can sell a ticket to a brick wall. Um, but our Devils. Are heaven off the ice, Marsh, and I don't even know what reason we're supposed to come back next week, right? But I feel like I, I just feel like we're never coming back. There's, I feel like we're off the ice forever. Yeah, I don't think um, I'll believe it when I see it because we keep yeah. pushing games back, pushing games back. More teams are canceling. I don't even know if any teams are playing right now, honestly. But yeah, I'm looking at like I'm looking at the standings right now. Like we have nine games played. The rest of the division has like 12, 13. We actually screwed the the, the, the Sabers too. After that series, that was when that was when the bug COVID bug came, and the Sabers haven't played either. But it looks like I mean, everyone, other teams have been playing at least double digit amount of games. We're just lagging behind, but the boys are gonna be well rested. It's true, they're well gonna be well rested, and hopefully they come out guns blazing. We had about the entire team on the COVID protocol yeah. list. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I don't know. We uh, we were hot start the season, um, playing well, and COVID bug struck. Um, yeah, but we'll see where the rest of the season takes us. I'm I'm excited, um, but I don't follow any other teams besides the Devils. <laughs> like like Joey, yeah, really hockey. Hockey. yeah. No, we love hockey on this podcast. We aren't the biggest like hockey followers outside of like you said, Marsh. Well, I'm pretty sure. Um, TD Garden in Boston is allowing fans back soon, so I will be going to Bruins games ASAP. You ain't getting in. You're not seeing things. You're not seeing things. You're not getting in. No, they're allowing to, to the public. They are going to allow to the public. That's what I saw. I had my our group chat with our boys here. You, wow. get, you get to show a negative test. No, I was saying just like priority wise, like I, I'm sure they'll do season ticket. Oh holder. no, well, yeah, I figured that, but I think it, I think it said that they're also going to allow like general public seating too. So I don't know, we'll see. Wow, that's awesome. I think it's, yeah, you get to like when you when you show up, you got you get to prove a negative test within the last like yeah. however many however many days. Oh, I guess, well, I guess we could speak of that and then bring it up real quick before we sign off. Um, in New York, you can it's what like 10 percent now. You can have fans starting as of I think February 23rd. Yeah, 10%. I don't know. We're getting there. We're getting there, boys. Live sports soon. Jersey's next, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Actually, positive news on a Jersey Day. Uh, 
lifted the curfew on like <laughs> bars closed at like 10, right? Now they now we can now stay at all that again. So hip hip hooray. Did you win uh speaking of going to the bars, Marsh, you guys were at some bingo the other night. We did. We went to bingo. Um, I don't think anyone else was playing, to be honest. We won five times. Yeah, you guys won like I think Cap Steam Stan winning bingo. It's not supposed to be that easy. <laughs> we were just sitting back, you know, we had like five boards to the table. Um, it was a good time. We won like eight t shirts. That's about it though. Beasts. Highly recommend. Um, yeah, bingo bingo's fun. Bingo's fun. Very mindless. Just sit there. Yeah. Just don't forget. Yeah, it's mindless, but when you're drinking, you like sometimes you completely miss the, like what 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 number they called. You know. They also did a speed round, and you just, it was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, though, Joe. That's it. That's it. It's a wrap. Episode forty-two with the champ, Marshall Salem. I I actually went back to the app. Eleven. You went eleven and two. In the plan. That's actually extremely impressive. I hope you bet on all those games that you mm-hmm. picked because you'd be a nice, nice, rich man at this point. But that's extremely, extremely, extremely impressive playoff run for the Marsh Cat. Um, I mean, next year, folks, you know who to go to if you need <laughs> winning, winning picks for the NFL playoffs. He picked the champs. Who else did you pick, Marsh? What, what two did you get wrong, by the way? Do you know what two you got wrong before we sign off here? No idea. No, no idea? Not a clue. Um, I actually think I might have picked the Packers um, because I, I was watching the game with you, and I wanted I didn't want to go against Frankie in that one because um, Frankie was you know, not happy watching the game, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So going back real quick, Buffalo, I, I can see on the app right now. You had Buffalo, Seattle, Tampa, Baltimore, New Orleans, Cleveland the first week. Okay. All those teams won. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next week you had Packers, Bills, Chiefs, Tampa. Seems like that happened. You did have the Packers. Yeah. Which one did you – what other one did you get wrong then? (laughs) All right, folks, we love you. We appreciate you. Frankie's a freaking scrambled egg right now. (laughs) I'm literally just going – I'm just – I'm boosting Marsh up. Thanks. He killed it. We know. He killed it. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Um, You know, I apologize to all the listeners out there. And I definitely – No, it was a good show. Great show. As always, folks, please, please, please subscribe like share if you don't like the show still share it still like it still give us a five star because we're we're grinding that's all oh and last thing too t-shirts have been completed they're they're ready to go i will let you all know the ones that ordered what the deals delivering i'll do my best to hand deliver them to you or ship them to you asap when i get back to the hoboken area do i get one come on yeah Maybe. (laughs) No one buy one. If I don't get one. (laughs) All right. Well, we love you all. Thank you for letting us ramble on. This has been a struggle for myself this morning, but Marsh Cat, you're a legend. Congratulations again. And as always, take it easy, man.
You are listening to the Sunday Sauce Podcast.